Good day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotions. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you today and ask you to hold our hands amidst the trials of life and to not let go and to help us when tough times get tough, that we will keep going, that we will not let go of your hand. And Lord, that we will trust the process, that we will trust you as the captain of our ship, that you will get us safely to shore. And Lord, yes, sometimes the waves break over us and sometimes it feels like we're going to drown, but we know with you at the steer, Lord, we will make it safely. And so, Lord, my prayer is don't let go of our hands and don't let us let go of yours and be with us till we make it safely to the shore is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse today out of the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. It says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The title for my talk today is, The Holes of Life Won't Kill You. So there's a saying by St. Augustine that says, No one can begin a new life unless he repents of the old. So when we make the choice to start a new life with Christ, it's often met with pain and sadness. And one needs to grieve all of these things which you say goodbye to, the things that you are losing when you take a hold of God's hand. And it is not going to be easy to say goodbye to people, to say goodbye to the once cherished sins that we had in our lives. And even dying to the old self, our thoughts, our emotions and our actions will not always be easy. Remember, however, making the choice to take God's hand and to start living for real is going to come with pain. But often new beginnings are disguised as painful endings, says Lao Tzu. So the greatest for me that we should be focusing on is the fact that we are dying to our old selves, but that we are becoming alive to a new way of living. The Bible tells us that the most important thing that we need to look at, that we need to realize needs to change when we step into a newness of life, is our thoughts. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, the Bible is saying when we move into a newness of life, if we take a hold of God's hand and God wants to transform us into a new person, into a living being, into somebody who for the first time ever will be living, there's going to have to be a change of thinking. In other words, we're going to have to let go of our old ways of viewing life and start looking at life from a different perspective, from the perspective of God and how he views our life. So today I would like to help you to change your perspective on how we view life and how we view the hardships of life. Those hardships that the verse that we started off with spoke of where the Lord said, yes, in this life there will be many troubles, but take heart. He has overcome the world. In other words, yes, there's troubles, but don't lose faith. Don't, don't think yourself into a hole because of these troubles that have been and that might be. But take heart. God has overcome the world and he will help you to overcome the world as well. So there's perhaps the most profound miracle of all in living is to live through some of those things which we thought would kill us. I think this is quite amazing. And not just being able to live, but to live abundantly, to live effectively, raised from a living death into a new life with Christ. 
And in order for us to get to that place where we really move past the things which we thought would kill us and to live this abundant life, we, we need to indeed be able to celebrate the joys and the loves and the victories without the fear and doom and gloom of it going to destroy our joy. When mental freedom, with mental freedom, there will come um, the fact that we have to acknowledge that life is filled with good and bad, happy and sad, simplex and complex, anger and calm, joy and melancholy. Yet, in all of this, we have to live peaceful lives amidst these paradoxes, like we said yesterday. In other words, true living that comes from God, a true living where we change our minds about how life is supposed to work and what life is supposed to be, will give you peace even amidst the storms of life. So yesterday we learned that the first step towards achieving this real genuine life is to take a hold of God's hand. Peace will come and it will end in our mind. You see, peace is really a mindset. Being able to have a good life and a life that is genuine and real is going to start in how we think. When we let God into our lives, we need to let him into our entire being, our body, our mind and our soul. And this is truly what's going to happen when we allow God into our thoughts, when we allow God to shape our thoughts and our actions and our behaviors, that is when life is truly going to start to take shape. That is when life becomes meaningful. And that is when we will truly live in the presence of God every day. Isaiah 30 verse 18 says, So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so that he can show you love and compassion. For the Lord is faithful. He is our God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. This verse is saying something interesting. It's saying that God will give us love and compassion when we go to him. You see, he's not going to force himself on us. In other words, we have to take a hold of God's hand in order for him to make life work for us. In order for him to bring about that peace that surpasses all understanding. So what are we going to expect in this new life with God? Are we supposed to expect safety? And happiness? Yes, I believe we will have that. But the Bible says we will also encounter times of danger and tribulation and pain. John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I think the hardest thing to accept in our minds and in our thoughts is that life is going to be filled with good times and bad times, even if you are a child of God. It does not mean that you are a sinner when you experience bad times. It does not mean that you are any less worthy of God's love and care because you have uh, bad times or things that sort of pump, push and smash you around in life. You see, this is the Christian life. The Christian life is filled with many ups and downs. The Christian life is filled with many, uh, many things that come and that wasn't part of our expectations. But these things happen, I believe, and are there to mold us. And sometimes even to break us, to teach us, and to build us back up again. And ultimately, through a lifelong journey of ups and downs, to bring us to perfection. To bring us into the character and the likelihood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. There's a saying that goes... A ship in a harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. And this is the same for us in our lives. Many of us want to feel good. 
We want to just exist and not live a scary life. We don't want to step out in faith saying, Lord, whatever comes, whether it's good or bad, whether it's dangerous or whether it's safe, I take a hold of your hand as the captain of my ship and I keep sailing with you. You see, many of us want to stay safely in the harbor, parked away, not facing the things that life will bring. But you see, with Christ, we step into the unknown. We step into the scary, into the excited. And because we do this, our lives are not wasted. This is when we truly start to live, to say, Lord, I'm stepping out in faith, facing the good and the bad, because I know that you will be by my side. And when I set sail with God as the captain of my life, things will be okay. Even if it is bad, it will be okay in the end. I trust God. I have faith in God that whatever happens, he is allowing to happen for a reason. So let me demonstrate how this new life in Christ, these ups and these downs work. In an adapted version of a story that my dad told me recently, he says, life with God is like getting into a car. God is your driver and you are the passenger. And while you are in this car that symbolically represents your life, you take a pen and a paper and you start writing. In the beginning, while the car is just starting and pulling away, it might be easy to write. You know, and if you think back on your childhood days, childhood days when life just started off, it was easy to live life. It was more pleasant to live life. But then as the journey progresses and the driver picks up speed, it becomes more challenging to write with your pen on your paper, to write the story that you're trying to compose, which is basically your life. You see, because on the road of life, there's going to be potholes in the road. There's also going to be speed bumps and unexpected turns and stops in the street. And sometimes the driver even swerves unexpectedly because of something in the road. Or other times he pulls away quickly when he sees the sign of danger that is approaching nearby. And in all of this, you are not the one that is looking at the road. You are looking at your paper. You are writing. And while God pulls away, symbolically speaking, in the car of life, sometimes he allows certain things to happen. Sometimes he, he swerves to protect you. Other times he stops unexpectedly because of what is ahead in the road. And so sometimes we ask God the question, Lord, why are there all these bumps and these stops and these sharp turns and jolts in my life? Why is my life going up and down and left and right? And then it stops and then it takes off and, and then it swerves. And, and, and I believe that is because God is in control of the car. He knows what he needs to do to get you safely to your destination. It doesn't mean that the ride is going to be easy. But the point is, it's not about how easy the ride the point is, is that you get to your final destination. And you see, while all of this is happening in our lives, we're just trying to learn how to be good people. We're just trying to learn how to write on a piece of paper, symbolically speaking, in the car. And you know, if I told you I would like you to learn how to write perfectly and I put you in a bumpy car, it's going to be difficult. And sometimes in life we say to God, God, you put me in this bumpy ride of life and I'm trying to learn how to be a good person, how to write my life story perfectly, but it's not easy. And you see, it was never meant to be easy, but the point is that you don't give up. You have to just keep going. You see, so you can imagine by the time you get to the end of the journey, what that paper looks like. You know, there's going to be parts where you're going to be writing beautifully and legibly, and you're going to be able to say, wow, look at how good I was doing over here. But then there's going to be parts where you're not going to be able to read at all what's going on there. Or it's the writing is going to be ugly. Some places there's going to be holes in the paper that's poked because of the sudden jolts and the stops by the car. Other places, the writing is going to go off the page, outside the margins. And sometimes you're not going to even write on the lines the way that you're supposed to. Other places, you're just going to see scribbles and lines and it's going to make absolutely no sense. 
But you see, this is what life is like. It's full of beautiful moments and ugly moments. Sometimes there are holes in your life. Other times, nothing makes sense. Sometimes life goes outside the lines and the margins of what you wanted it to go out of. But remember that the holes of life cannot kill you. Real death can only occur the day that you let go of God's hand. The day that you climb out of the car and say, Lord, I'm not taking this journey with you anymore. The rough, the ride is too rough for me. I do not know. I cannot see the future and I don't know if I can trust you. So I take matters into my own hand. And you see, so the journey will not kill you. God will get you to the end destination. It'll beat you up maybe. It'll, it'll hurt you. It'll poke holes in your life. But those holes will not kill you. Proverbs 16 verse 19 says, The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his step. I want to just change this verse slightly. The heart of man plans his ways. In my mind, that is us writing and telling God what we are thinking and how life should go. We're trying really hard to live life the way that we should, and we should do this. There's nothing wrong with that. But the Lord is the one that establishes the steps, says the Bible. In other words, God is taking over the navigation of your life's journey. He is the one that says, I will get you to your final destination. All you need to do is you just need to keep writing, to keep practicing your writing skills, and don't get out of the car. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on God. Keep practicing your writing skills. Keep practicing on how to live a good life, how to make life beautiful. And yes, it's not always going to work out the way that you plan, but the point is in the way that you practice by continually writing the story of life, eventually it'll become easier. Eventually, despite the bumps of life and despite the holes and the breaks and the jolts and the turns, you will be better at what you're doing. You will be a better person. The Bible calls this sanctification, the process that the human goes through in order to perfect their characters. And part of the journey is there to help us to perfect our characters. But remember that God will get you through. It may be a bumpy ride, but he will get you there. The Bible promises that he will. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began the good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So St. Augustine said that in order for us to live a new life, we have to repent of the old. And part of that repentance is that we have to realize that in our thoughts, oftentimes we doubt God. Oftentimes we don't believe that he is in control of our life's journey, that he is behind the steering wheel of our lives. And we doubt whether he will get us safely to the end. And so we have to repent of those ways of thinking. We have to hold on by faith to this verse in Philippians 1 verse 6, where the Bible says that he who began the good work in you, in other words, that journey that started off on a, good, on a good path, he will make sure that you get to the end destination. We will continue on this path and it will be completed. Why? On the day of Jesus Christ. Just stay with Jesus Christ. He will get you there. And remember, as long as you hold God's hand and you stay with him and you allow him to take you on life's journey, whether there's bumps in the roads, you know, all of these bumps and these experiences that you're going through, oftentimes we feel like these bumps and experiences are because we are failures, because we're not doing what is right, you know, but as long as you stay in the car, those bumps are not your fault. It's just life. It's just the holes of life. It's the sinful world that we live in. We cannot expect life to be completely perfect in this sinful world, this side of heaven. It doesn't mean because you're going through down periods of your life that you're not a good person and that you're a bad person. The things of life, the holes, the bumps, the turns, the places, the things that need stopping are just that. They're just 
part of the journey. That's all. As long as you stay in the right car, trust the driver, trust the process, trust that God knows what he's doing, what he is allowing and what he is avoiding in order to stop greater calamities to enter into your life. Now, not everyone will be happy about your journey, as we said in the beginning. There's going to be people who's going to be angry when you climb into the car of Jesus Christ, because your driver is going to take you possibly in the opposite direction than what some of your friends and your family are traveling in. And what I want to say is when this happens, when this, this kind of um, backlash comes from those who are around you because of this new journey that you are taking on, pray for them, love them, but keep going. Don't get into any other car. Don't get into your own car or into the car of the world. Stay in the car of Jesus Christ. Stay faithful to the gospel. Stay faithful to God's word and the things that he wants you to do. James 4 verse 14 says that on this journey it says, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. And this is true about the journey of life. God can see the future. He knows what's around the next corner. And even though God can see what's around the next corner and you can't, he promises that even if it's bad, that he will make life work for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, we know so well. The Lord says to us, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of welfare and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So the saying where the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord really is true. Where the Lord says even the bad things will get you to that plan that I have for you. And that ultimate plan, that end of the journey that you will arrive in is good for you. It'll give you a future. It'll give you hope. It'll give you satisfaction. But in order to get there, you have to endure. You have to know that the bumps of life is not your fault if you stay in the car with Jesus. If you keep holding on to his hands. Not to let go, not to, not to feel discouraged, not to feel like a failure, but to tell yourself that these things are just part of the processes of life. They're part of the processes of sanctification and that you must allow these things to do the work that they're supposed to do in you in order for you to be perfect, not lacking anything, but being perfect in Jesus Christ so that when he comes on the clouds of heaven, you will hear him saying, well done, good and faithful servant. You endured. Now you will receive the crown of life. This is my prayer for you. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.